Blog Talk Radio. Pagans Tonight Radio, the voice of the pagan world, featuring the man with all the questions that some don't want you to hear. Called the most dangerous person you will ever listen to, the ever-curious digital pioneer, Ed the Pagan. And welcome, everybody, and thank you for once again for joining me on which is the fourth night at the end of the first week of the return of Pegasus Radio to the regular podcasting sequencing. And thank you for all, everyone who has already made it a phenomenal start for us. I'm your host, and uh, today we're going to be actually doing something that I think is going to be very interesting. You can call in 646-787-1928. We're going to be talking about TikTok and the TikTok witch phenomena. And really what we're going to be talking about is really about shifting platforms. And we're going to be talking more about the dark side of the community. One of the worst traits of our community is is the idea of attacking that which is new and which is going to be innovative. What do I mean? Well, we always think of everybody now. We've got some history behind it. We've got patina of antiquity starting to emerge. Our elders and those who came before us are now getting somewhat explored in the history of the world. They're starting to get aged out. They're changing. So when we think about them, we think of them way more favorably than at the time. So what do I mean by all this? What is it that I want to tell you? Is Well, witchcraft today is being an explosive teaching situation being taught across multiple platforms, multiple ways, and multiple teachers, so many teachers, so many places that there is an often a drive to say that it's getting diluted. This has been an accusation from the beginning. And what do I mean by the beginning? And that is before we really saw witchcraft as a popular movement, it began with people like uh, Carl Wojcicki, even before him, Gardner, uh, Lady Shiva, Civil League, all of these writers, and Ray, Ray Buckland, all these early writers and correspondents, the Frost, all these early writers uh, broke, did something very unique. And they broke away from the aristocratic nature of very expensive magical books and the magical orders, and that they were not that common to the public. They were kind of hidden, and they were expensive, and they were hard, and they were difficult to find. And the more agricultural, private, secret, religious formats of the idea that hidden underneath of our own society of the pagan faith. And the way that we learned in the past was through apprenticeships that you would have to know somebody who knew, knew this art, this craft, this magic, this philosophy. It could be family members of your family. Often the grandmothers would know it. They'd pass it down to grandchildren. They would talk about skip generations. They would talk about all these phenomena, the, the, the cunning woman, the woman at the edge of the forest, the cunning people. All of these ideas of magic existed prior to the 1940s in various formats. And we would see them kind of mishmash and kind of be out there. But uh, Leland Zarate kind of started creating this idea of the witches. And once we started to change our platform from a strictly 
oral and handwritten culture, if that's the perception, into a more modern context, in this case, the industrial book complex, you saw a difference in the way and the number of people who would be affected. Um, I looked it up. You know, High Magic was not, by Gardner, was not overly published. There were not tons and tons of them, but it had a huge influence, still way more than other things. So we began to publish these books, Civil League. Uh, Charles Wachowski would take a 100-year-old astrology company and turn it into a modern pagan book, and which book industry. And then you would have uh, writers, you would have Buckland, who put out correspondence courses that eventually became his books. You have the, the Frost, who were created the school in Church of Wicca, which was um, a correspondence school that they expanded out there. You had <clears throat> others who basically got, and they got, and, and at the time, people were saying how bad they were for doing this. This was not an accepted phenomenon by a majority of people. So they're, they're not real. They're not substantial. Buckland was attacked. You know, today he's very beloved by those who have read his books, but those who, who came before him and around him just did not like him. Saunders, Alexander Saunders was so taken to task for what? Being in movies creating sort of a video phenomenon. So we saw this early uh, that you would see the people who moved from apprenticeships to the mass industrial book complex, industrial book complex to take magic and Wicca and paganism and witchcraft from the agricultural society and now make it more modern. And along came the books. And then the books started coming out fast. Not as fast as today, but faster. And then what happened was that the idea of the apprentice, even the early people who were writing books and things of that nature, and the very people who were writing books were feeling like they were losing control. There's always been this sense since the modern pagan movement of the generation previous of losing control of the community. And so this makes this concept, this dark side that we have of, of not liking, not loving, not caring, that we're seeing more people involved and more people changing, it just basically is not the way we do it. So as we moved from apprenticeships and small book runs to greater book runs to Scott Cunningham's uh, books, you know, or his herbalism books, and then, you know, What is Wicca and all these books. You began a phenomenon where which we attacked the platform, which was the book publishing for, oh, a Llewellyn witch. At one time, a Llewellyn, a Llewellyn witch was an insult um, because if you published with, you know, if you were learning from books, and you couldn't possibly be a witch. You couldn't understand it. You had to be initiated by another witch. So in the 90s, we saw the McWicken, we saw the Llewellyn slander, we saw the same time, and so we saw this, but yet at the same time, these platforms, these authors, these young authors were going out there into the world and teaching and selling books to a larger and larger community. So you had the older community, the one who had just been berated for bringing this stuff out into publishing, now mad that they're not the centers of attention. They're not feeling in control anymore, and they... Uh, 
especially Gardarians and things like that. And I feel like all the secrets are being emerged, and which they were. That's what knowledge does. It grows. Knowledge seeks to inform everybody. Knowledge goes from being very rarefied and very specialized, and it seeks to expand until it becomes common. That's the phenomena of, of knowledge. Knowledge wants to be known. And it wants it to be known by as many people as possible. Not just information, but knowledge, the way that we access it. Don't doubt that knowledge, in this case, the knowledge of magic, has its own human energy in humans. It has its own phenomena of wanting to be freed. And as I talked about the idea of distributed intelligence that we all share, and the idea that we share it in our heads, that we share the way we deal with it, information, and now we're storing it and distributed it in systems so we can tap into them deeper, we see this idea of it. And so magic, Wicca, wanted to be expressed. And so you saw the emergence of the magazine. So you finally saw the emergence of the magazine platform. You saw the McWickens and everything else and the magazine platform. Now, the magazine platform, uh, you saw the magazines like Green Egg, which spends offered people like Oberon to make a very strong claim of being of, 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 of leading this new community. So they saw their own actions, such as Isaac Bonowitz and Lady Shiva, I talk about her again. And Charles Ochesky was involved with that and we you know, we saw that emergence. And we would later see people like uh the Higginbotham's uh River Higginbotham and his books of Christianity, these sort of these early books, which would allow people at a distance to start to learn more. And in that process, you saw the growth of the community through the magazine structure as well. And you got people saying, well, you shouldn't be doing that. That's too much information. But magazines actually did it. And then we would see the next thing we would see was emerge in the 90s this is why I'm a digital pioneer. I was one of the first, um, uh, one of the first in the country to actually own their own show, versus having it on other systems. We actually rented our own space. We actually built our own show, which was Thank You Chicago Radio. You saw the radio platform, which allowed for more communication, and again another expansion. And in that process, you saw the older community going like we call them, Sabbath witches, the party witches, plagans. P-L-A-Y-G-E-N, you know, weekend warriors. And so the same sort of ideologies that they weren't as serious as we are, the book readers, the ones who are just now feeding ourselves on these books. And then at the same time, these people who are complaining about the book readers and all these other people who have read books and are now wanting to practice are upset that these people have bought their books and are now wanting to practice that their own books were creating a community, their their radio shows, their magazines, were creating a community that was growing faster, and still is today, faster than they could control. And so we tend to use slurs and other ways of discrediting others in order to do so. And there's a very simple phenomena for that. And Tosla talks about it. I'm gonna go ahead and do it next. But then we saw, and, and so we're going to go into that. So what makes power authority? Power's got a very bad rap in our community. And one of the things that most women have said, and I'm not talking as a person of, of knowledge of that, let women speak for themselves and you're allowed to do so. 
You can come on to Peggy's Night Radio and you can come and talk to me anytime about this. And on Tuesday, next week, we're going to have Reverend uh, Mary, Mary Hawk talking about all the things that she's done. And I will let her talk to herself. But in today's women, to they talk about the empowerment of witchcraft. Well, witchcraft is very empowering. Starhawk, uh, Maka Nightmare, um, Selena Fox, Phyllis Karat, uh, Lady Crystal. Uh, all of these women were talking about this phenomena of being empowered. And so witchcraft and Wicca and magic is very empowering. And it's one of they say, oh, every teenage child, especially girl, goes through a witchcraft phase. And the answer is, it's the only power that in our society for women that appears to be derived from non-male permissions, non-male sources. And in fact, if you really think about the witch frightens men so much, that it becomes a really powerful phenomenon in young women's lives. So in the world today, there are three things that create power. And this is by Dr. Ivan Toffler, uh, Future Shock, which we're a society beginning to really feel that pressure of the future shock, the reality of the future coming on to us, is that the lowest form of power and the most common form of power is violence. Our ability to use violence with each other and the ability to use violence in various ways. It was and still is the number one source of power and that it is important that you that, that violence is what we use to control our society. Policemen, armies, navies, air forces. I'm going to punch you in the nose if you say something else again. Everything from very microaggressive gestures in our world to the very high at the levels. Violence is the number one arbitrator of power. If you cannot have violence, it's hard to understand how you're gonna protect power. So the second form of power that we emerge in our society is money. Now the good thing about money is when we talk about violence and other sorts of things, you can buy protection. Once you get an idea of creating objects, ideas, products, thoughts, energies, materials, all sorts of different ideas that you can convert to other objects and influence in our society. Money is that story we all tell each other. It's the most successful story ever told. It is one that is perpetually exists in our world that allows us to see paper actually means something. It's highly symbolic, but it is a form of power and it's become one of the most highest level of power because you can buy violence with it so that it is that is what it is so you take and figure out how to make money which is this creation the last form of power comes from knowledge and knowledge is the most special because of the way it works knowledge is a non-fungible essence more than one person can use knowledge to build it up and knowledge can make money better. Knowledge can make violence better. You, you know, if you if you are using a bow and arrow, boom, you know, you know how to make it from hand. You spend a lot of time and energy making it. Boom. If you have money, you can go out and buy better parts for it. You can actually buy people to make it for you. And so now you can have 
bunch of bows and arrows to fight your things, either through, and you can hire the men to put them behind there. So now if you have money, you can buy bows and arrows. But what happens when you add knowledge, experience, and other ways of making arrows? The person who can do build a better arrow, a longer bow, person who can uh, knows the, how to build a better string, how to make the arrowhead just a little sharper to be even 1% more accurate than it was in the time before. This knowledge that increases the ability of both violence to be more effective and the way that you act on money to be more effective, but also the way you feel to be more effective. Witches have dealt with converting knowledge into money, knowledge into the forms that they need to protect their society. And they mostly have done it by hiding from violence, i.e. staying out of those places where they would get them attacked so they became pacifists. And at the same time, where they could protect their knowledge from being destroyed, but also so that they could use it as ways to get resources, including money, by selling their knowledge. So we saw the apprenticeship, which was both protective and communal, and had an aspect of affording and providing value across the board through apprenticeships, through physical labor. Those things were very important. And then all of a sudden you saw some of that specialness get taken away when the industrial books of Gardner and Saunders and, 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 so, and Saunders and so many more. And then even more so, you saw it spread out even faster into even more smaller bites of information by the by the individuals such as the Green Egg magazine by Oberon and his crew or Circle uh, Circle Network News, which was from um, Selena Fox and the Circle crew, or Drema Baker and her, uh, her uh, in the uh, Pagan newspaper that went all over the country. We had a Pagan newspaper that once went over the country, and so we saw this sort of information. So the information was even further broken down. And the people who were reporting that their knowledge was to be preserved, like the fact that we're reaching more people, had more access to people, but they didn't like the fact that there was more competition and, in fact, arguments over what was the correct way to study. So then we got into the 90s and McWickens and everything. So what does this have to do with TikTok? Well, TikTok is a very important field. So let me go ahead and talk a little bit about TikTok, and then I'm going to bring this all together for you. TikTok is, is a new app about a number of years. It was called Musical.ly. Um, and I was, I've was i been talking about it for a very long time. It allows you to create 15 to 60-second uh, videos of entertaining to informational pieces. Uh, Witch School does have an account there. It hasn't been very well widely used. Uh, Pegasus Tonight does not. We should probably get one. I definitely have a TikTok. I, I've watched hundreds of hours of TikTok, and I think it's a very valuable tool. So I've gotten caught in one of these platform changes. So the internet came along, and early in the that I started a witch school. Yeah, literally, witchschool.com. Look it up. You can take three classes there, thirty-five free classes there. It's it's our sponsor. Pagans Tonight Radio is sponsored by witchschool.com. Your anyone, anywhere, anytime online magical education. And I got involved very deeply in creating a platform that was very successful in teaching young people, witches, who had no other teachers, how to become witches, and created them into clergy. That today, that was a highly controversial, and people told me 
you can't do that. You have to touch. You have to feel. You have to be a part of it. And so we became, our witches for a while became McWickens, InstaWitch, online witches, not real witches, just kind of people who didn't. And then you saw the Facebook witches. We saw the same phenomenon. And now we're now seeing it in the Facebook witches came along. So what each platform did, from the book platforms, we saw the community grow by the number of people who were able to read the number of bookstores out there, the psychic fairs. When we got into magazines, we saw that going through the magazine stands to reach individual people. When we saw a radio come in and uh, other media and being very active to get our place in the media, especially when it was uh, text, uh, print, radio and television, and it was scarce because of the way it worked with scarce. We fought really hard to get our space into that place. And then when we shifted to the internet, we, we saw this growth in school. We are, you know, you know we, try, we, we communicated across the world and have many people involved and so did others. And so we saw the communication there and, and they were attacked. And then there came Facebook and Facebook expanded even further and made possible even greater connections into the groups, into the hundreds of thousands. Now, witches were now talking into the hundreds of thousands. You know, Scott Cunningham's books were, were starting to really kind of penetrate. But this was now hundreds of thousands of people were having instantaneous communication. And people fought tooth and nail over that this wasn't the right, who had it. And once that became normalized, we even heralded the ones who we attacked. Isn't that remarkable? Today, we see Buckland and Sibalik, Gardner, Shiva as heroes. Attacked them for what they did. The previous generation attacked them, even though we see them as heroes. The magazine writers, we see them as heroic. They're largely forgotten. Uh, you know, Silver Ravenwolf came out of that. And we forget about what they did, and so they kind of come with that. And we kind of, and they became kind of honored and cherished. The book writers, author today, being an author is extremely important. To be a Llewellyn author is a very favorable thing. You want to be a Llewellyn author if you really want to be well-known from the day of the McWicken and One Book Wonders. Radio, surprisingly, <clears throat> and all of the online media kind of is, it works for a little while and it kind of gets eliminated by the Internet. Uh, you know, remember, we're 13 years into this podcast, but I'm 30 years deep into broadcasting. So we kind of had this phenomenon. Then we saw movies emerging, and now the Internet with the online schools, then Facebook. Now, TikTok is, has the first million Hoodwitch, uh, which which baby soap, which is a soap company that is basically you know back to witches and they've changed their name a little bit. We now see TikTok is this very fast phenomenon of people we've been pumping information to. Remember, we've been also against the background that this phenomenon is pumping into it and it grabs a whole millions of million people. It's growing. It's the first thing that could actually disrupt Instagram for attention. Remember, all of this is for gathering your attention. Instagram, which is, oh, I remember people not liking that. Remember, everybody will criticize the next platform that is out there. So TikTok, which is 
let me offer now a little bit about them. So there's a number of them out there. I think there's, you know, there's a lot of them out there practicing, and they get attacked a lot. Because why? Because they communicate in a very strange way for most people. You know, we it was kind of strange to communicate in 140 uh, character text or 420 worth it. But uh, we are now seeing them take, communicate in the form of 15 to 30 second, 15 to 60 second audio pieces. You know, um, and you know, basically it, it balances the one idea in um, uh, one of the witches by the name of Chanel. I think she did a really good job of it. And she's on there and she said, Sure, it can be considered mainstream and popular, but everyone can be a witch. Right? So there it is. You don't need to be a female. You don't have to be uh, born born from pagan blood. As a green Wiccan, there are a lot of work with plants and nature. And I personally recommend studying, to study and learn from apps or videos or books before trying any type of spell. And that you know, was... Uh, is that at them, and if you want to find them, it's at them underscore fatale, F-A-T-A-L-E. Um, so there's that statement. So that is what we have been teaching, that anyone can be a witch. This is what it's come down to. We went from it being only a witch can make a witch, and it was very secret, very private. And now everybody's lost control that everybody can be a witch. And this has gotten a very aggressive uh, attitude towards TikTok. And so it is. But what TikTok has really done is it has grabbed attention and it has allowed the youngest generation to kind of express their Wicca, their reality, their protest. So we're going to talk about a protest called one had a weird little piece called Hexing the Moon, where one group of people were just decided they were going to hex the moon. And instead of being understood that they were just fighting against the world, they were mocked and ridiculed. And they were mocked and ridiculed by the very people who wanted their business. Um, I saw one major author of Wicca books who, has, who, who just recently put out a book meant for the masses, attacked the masses, attacked all these kids because they were learning on TikTok. She felt that that was, instead of embracing it, they felt it was a, a negative and that the idea of hexing the moon was a, a phenomenon. So what it was that action? That action was is they wanted to see some reaction and they got it and they got attacked over it and they were berated for it. Um, we talked about before that, they were involved, and from Facebook witches were involved as much, much more so then, about hexing Trump, the president, before his president. And I'm not sure how much good it did, and some people will make claims and everything else, but that was a, something that happened. And yet older witches mocked them for doing so, and said they're not really witches for it. And yet they did the same thing in eight. 1984 was Jesse Helms. So Jesse Helms wanted to pass witchcraft. And people were basically trying to find him as well. So the actions we take as a child and then as the young witches, we then tend to condemn and these ones that come after it. So in TikTok, we now see this wonderful community 
expressing it. And one of the things I love about TikTok is I said it early on, oh, my God, they were showing off their book collections and, and their altars. They were so beautiful. And you got to see what they would like, that they are very commercially oriented. We finally have gotten past the poverty. Why? Because all of these people have been building up, have been selling books and selling crystals and selling candles and selling the idea of witchcraft and, and the idea of clothing and style and chic is now when. And the TikTok community is the accumulation of the entirety of all of the, this energy we put in there to create a marketplace. And these are the consumers of that marketplace. TikTok is where we see the consumption of the information that we're creating in bite-sized 15 to 60 seconds, the costuming, the wear of clothing, the singing, the dancing, the phenomena in every possible way. TikTok is the inheritor and the expression of all of that. Everybody's got, I can see Scott Cunningham in it. I can see the reflections of all the officers and all of the people and so many people, and they're expressing themselves to each other. And they're expressing themselves in tremendously large numbers. So that's TikTok. And so you should try. You should go out and try TikTok. You should check it out. It's a. It's an amazing piece. And what you can do is just go in there and read it, consume it. Um, and some of it's absurd, and some of it's funny, and some of it's out there. I have a good friend who's very much on there, Alan Salmi, Uncle Witch. Look him up, Uncle Witch, who's done phenomenally well with it. He's been able to teach small book pieces. Uh, we have a lot of people out there. So go ahead and check it out. TikTok is a phenomenon. It is a communication system in which they communicate through visual and audio communications of 15 to 60 seconds. And they're taking everything we've ever expressed in the community and they're creating it and recreating it for themselves. And, you know, the things that they have done, we've seen in all of the movement. So be aware. Before you make cast that stone, that judgment, are we, what did you do that was going to be condemned by the elder generation? And you did it anyway. And look at how it turned out. We have a hell of a community. And TikTok is just the latest extension of it. It's tremendously creative. It's tremendously energetic. And it is a phenomenon like no other. It has grown and expanded our community faster than Facebook did, faster than MySpace, faster than Witch School did, faster than the books. And yet all of those things come into and you see inside TikTok. If you want to communicate with the youngest generation, learn to talk to them in their language instead of trying to force them to learn yours. Because after all, yours was for your generation and was different from the generation before. So with that, I think that I think that I uh, have had what I wanted to say. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I will be back again. This is a have a happy weekend. This is Pagan Pride Weekend. Go out there and that. If you're in the Jacksonville area this weekend, come out to the Witch School booth at the Jacksonville Pagan Pride. And we'll have more on uh, Pagan Pride on Tuesday. We'll have our guest, Mary Hawk. Uh, Blood, blessed be, merry meet, merry part, until we meet again.